0: jake is a is a lolly lover (laughs) hey my boy yeah that's it i don't know what they're called i just fused them away you're pretty heartless man i don't need to know your name i don't need to know the name of trash hey everyone wilmgard here with Auto. hey and you're listening to the ffbe podcast all right, it's been a big week of updates, uh, lots of fun and exciting things happening, especially after the big fan festa. But let's start off with what you've been up to this past week, Minnie.
1: Not too much here. I've been, I finished off Sieg's story and the, the Crists, and I've been doing. We got a, the Katie. What, what's it called? The wave battles. So been doing three of those a day just to clear the quest. Um, I I did. I did take a few cracks at the the Cursed Dolls because I had some spare energy before the, the wave event happened, but I got wrecked. Other Man, than that... Cursed Dolls is so hard. It's really annoying for me because my only good... What do you call it? My only good uh, hybrid unit is Kurasame, but nobody shares a Kurasame, so I have nobody to chain with. So I, I tried to do it with Heo, but he just I can't clear the first stage because they're all resistant to physical. And <clears throat> I just can't kill like Heo doesn't do as much AoE as he does single target, so I can't like I if I try to use his strong single target ability, I'll trigger all of their counters at once. And it's yeah, it's just tough. So I'm gonna put that to the side for now until I get some
0: units. That's fair. I put it to the side for a while too, because of that exact same reason.
1: Yeah, it's just right now the the units I have are just. I can probably do it if I sit down and just tweak my team a little bit, but or if I UOC uh, fry because there's yeah. a lot of fries right now in the that are being shared, and I have a I have a six star one, but I don't have two for the seven star.
0: So yeah, I'm thinking about uh, UOCing a fry as well. Let's talk, since we brought it up, might as well talk a little bit about that fanfesta Festa UOC batch that you have a selection to make from. <clears throat> you didn't tell me what you were up to. Fair, Fair enough. enough. man. What the hell?
1: Fair yeah, that's enough. That's fine.
0: You, you caught me. I will Let me tell you what I've been up to. You're probably doing nothing. <clears throat> Literally nothing. I yeah. barely had time to play this week. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I've done one full Steel Castle run. And then I've been just uh, getting by on doing dailies, and that's it, because I just haven't had the time to put in to maximize everything, but for the most part, pretty much just doing daily missions, um, three like, you do, like you're like you doing three Katy Perry wave battle runs. Yeah, that's it. I sometimes have the chance to watch five videos, five ads to do my roles, but that's about it. Literally nothing else. So... yeah. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about that sweet, sweet, free FanFesta unit of choice selection. Well,
1: let's talk about what it is first. As part of like the FanFesta rewards for everybody, we all got 10 FanFesta UOC tickets, and then you can use them to redeem from a pool of units, and I think a lot of them are limited units, but there's also some non-limited units in there as well. So I know Kryla, Christine, White Knight Noel. Uh, Grimlord Sakura, Dracula Izwell, they're all in there and those are limited units. I know
0: I saw Fryavia in there. All of the Halloween units and all of the holiday units are all in here. So basically, basically all the holiday exclusives or holiday global exclusives. Yep, and then there's a few like you said, a few non-exclusives like Zargabath, Barbarizia, etc. Malfasi is in there, Cersei. Units yeah, you can of the, get just all anyways
1: uh, player created units.
0: So it's a really awesome ticket uh, to get, and you get to pick one of any of these, which is really, really cool. You get to take your pick and select the one you want. Now, which one do we want? What are you thinking of pulling out? So I told you
1: earlier Fry is on there, and I'm really debating whether I want her or not because she would really help me with the trial that I'm stuck on right now. But at the same time, I'm I'm actually going to wait because... So basically the way these UOC tickets work, the FanFesta ones, is they actually expire next year at the end of January. So January 31st is the last day you can turn them in. And you turn them in to the Mog Minister. It's not a summon, it's you go to the Mog Minister and you can trade them in for a unit. Since we have that much extra time, I'm really ho- I'm gonna hold out and wait for the Christmas units to be announced. And I have a, one copy of Kryla and one copy of White Knight Noel. So if either of them gets a 7-star and I like it, I'm probably going to grab them. My lot, even though Fry it would be amazing right now because there's so many uh, of the light fravias, the Aurora Freyavias being shared. I, I tend to, I think if you can, rolling a limited unit is more bang for your buck, so to speak. Because you always have a chance to roll a random Fry or a random whatever, but the limited units are limited and you can, like, people went ham on the Halloween banner. They go ham on the Christmas banner and sometimes they don't get what they want. So this is a chance to get it. But obviously, if I had none of those units, then my choice would be easy because I think I would rather have a good seven star than a single six star of a limited unit.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I was going to make that same comment. So if you have a specific unit that you're looking for, your best bet is to wait until mid-January because like you said maybe you do want that unit you can get at any time but you might pull that literally tomorrow morning you could wake up do your daily half price summon and pull that unit right it's not uh, event limited or anything you might get that fry you might get that olive or that Zargabath that you're looking for yeah exactly at the same time if you're like well then I want a limited unit because I can get these other ones anyways it's best to wait until close to the end of the ticket or at least after the holiday period events are done because you might get those units you're looking for as well. Yeah, so. I
1: mean, there's no point waiting too much longer after the holiday units are announced because they're not going to add any new units to the pool. What's in there is in there. And the only reason I'm waiting is because I want to see if they actually will give the holiday units seven-star versions.
0: Because if they don't, then I don't I don't need two White Night Noels kicking around yeah then it's pointless star. yeah yeah exactly um for me personally i really want to pull fry because having a second one of her right now would be amazing to make that seven star but i think i'm gonna wait because if i do end up pulling some of the holiday units i may change my mind
1: <laughs> you <laughs> I don't have, no have any holiday units okay yeah. i have
0: none yeah i have none but if i get lucky and i pull a few it doesn't hurt to wait till the
1: end of the holiday event you, you might pull one on one of your 250s and they they might give a lot of love to the holiday units because they're limited. I know, like the Halloween units got a lot of love. The Grimlord Sakura basically uh, poops on Transterra's Terra's damage output. Mm-hmm. Um, Dracul Laswell is better than Hio. I'm I'm holding out hope for some nice buffs, yeah. And I mean, even some of the non standout upgrades during the Halloween were still pretty good. Like Demon Rain
0: became a pretty solid counter tank. Yeah, definitely. Demon Rain ended up being pretty good. Like They always give love to those global exclusive, especially the holiday related units. Those ones usually get a lot because you can only get them for a limited time. So they really want to hype up for them. And so that's why you see that a lot. Yeah, so at the end of the day,
1: I think I'm gonna wait until at least the new year. So once the Christmas units have been announced and I've tried rolling them for a couple weeks and well, it depends on what I get. If I do get one of them or both of them, by some strange twist of fate, I'll just roll a fry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If they get seven stars and
0: I get, and I don't roll any of them during the event, I'll just, I'm gonna USC one of them. So if anyone's wondering what units are exactly in the pool, you can actually go to your in-game news and they have a full list uh, there, or you can go to the Mogminster and you can see a full list of the units and make your choice from there, but highly recommend that you wait until the new year just to see what happens over this holiday. Yeah, definitely.
1: I, I, unless you need that unit to clear something that you really want to clear. Or honestly, if you just love a certain unit, like you are you love Malfezy, but you didn't get her when she came out and you really want one, just do it, man. It's I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game. And if you're not having fun, then what's the point? So if it's something that like really moves you and, and you want it, just don't worry about if it's like the best bang for your buck or whatever. I, I would just... If
0: if anybody on that list was like that for me, I would have just done it. Yeah, exactly. If you if you absolutely love a unit, just go for it. That's only one of the big reveals or the big rewards coming out of the twenty eighteen fan fest. We're getting so much out of this for everyone who joined. We're getting a bunch of free maxed out level mi- miniature metal gigantuars or whatever they're called metal minotaur families you know what i'm talking about the good ones yeah the king metal minotaurs yeah that's it i don't know what they're called i just fuse them away (laughs) you're pretty heartless man yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't need to know your name i don't need to know the name
1: of trash
0: listen the the reason is is because if i get to know their name and i get too close to them i'm gonna feel bad I wonder if you could actually
1: field them as units. I would love to see somebody try to clear trials with those in their party. I don't think you can. That's that's really they unfortunate. Don't call, yeah. <laughs> I would love cool, that. Though. Just have they a team make, of
0: gill snappers. Yeah, they should make a just a for funsies <laughs> unit.
1: I would love an April in. Fool's unit that's a gill snapper or a metal cactuar. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd the be metal hilarious. cactuar already has uh, boss, like a boss unit that actually has abilities. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice. They could just tone them down a, a little bit snapper. and give us a, or give us a gill snapper where it just the more you use it, the more money you get. That'd be sweet. That, that'd be awesome. That'd be less of a troll unit, more realistic. <laughs> well, it would have no battle skills. It would just every skill would just give you a, a bit of money. I'd be down for that. That'd be no, so busted, though. Yeah, that'd I know. So People would just again. run
0: the one energy event, and it, it would never happen. No, <laughs> it's a so, dream though back to getting your free, maxed out uh, Metal Minotaur, King Metal Minotaur's. How do you go about doing that?
1: Every day there's the Vault of Hidden Treasures, so you clear it once, you'll get it. Um, you also get some other goodies while you clear it. I think you, can, you have a chance of getting other Metal Cactuars, but they're not going to be maxed out. And you have, uh, you can get gill snappers, and you can get some of the pots that'll increase your stats. So it, it costs, I think, five energy. It's in the Vortex list. Just if you just make sure to do it every day because every day you'll get... It takes like two minutes or not even, two seconds. And you just hit auto
0: battle and go do something else and it'll finish. And yeah, you, exactly. You get a lot yeah. of new nice stuff. Even if they gave us literally nothing else, just the maxed out King Metal Minotaur is enough. That's the real prize there. Yeah. And on top of a UOC ticket, these... Uh, a large assortment of king metal mirotairs with other bonuses included in the run. we're also getting a crazy amount of tickets and lapis um, some of the highlights just for logging in by the way so if you log in daily you'll be picking up these rewards <coughs> free lapis up to like I think ten thousand if you lo- if you get all the lapis in there there's one uh, 10 plus one five star guaranteed summon ticket. yeah, that's gonna be really nice And then another. Uh, five star guaranteed X ticket, which is amazing. So, like, crazy amount of polls. I think it works out to like they're giving us a free 50 polls or something like that, and two of them are guaranteed five stars. So, it's really awesome.
1: Yeah. And then 10,000 lapis, super good because you can use it on some step up
0: banners or something like that. Yeah. Fan Festa has been absolutely lucrative for everybody and not only those that attended. Yeah. It, it, it's There's been a lot of rewards given out to. Scrubs like us that didn't go anywhere. We just kind of (laughs) enjoy it from home. Yeah. I just, I just on Twitter, hashtag FanFesta and pretend like I'm doing something. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was following along, but yeah. And then another thing that was announced during FanFesta, which was a surprise for everybody, was another collab with a musician. So we had a pop star Ariana released before, and now we got a pop star Katy for Katy Perry. I think she comes
1: with a new song. I don't know if that song actually debuted. Debuted on. <laughs> debuted. It. <laughs> if it debuted on, uh, FFB. I I don't know if she released it before the FFB reveal. I honestly don't know because I don't follow her at all. Me neither. But I think it'd be kind of cool if they did. If that would like FFB revealed her new single or some shit, that'd be cool. That would be insane. Anyway. Whatever it is, it, when you play the actual wave battle that comes with Ariana, or not
0: Ariana with Katie, mm-hmm. you get uh, you can hear the song.
1: It plays yeah, in the plays the song instead. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's cool. But one thing that happened with pop star Katy Perry is that they gave away four of them if you completed all the wave battles. Meaning, yeah, and I think they were pretty easy STMR. to get. You, you don't have to do anything special. You just got to. You just win. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of the STMR, it's not groundbreaking but it does give a plus 20% evo mag which but that's is very only awesome. to katie popstar katie so it's really oh, is it? oh.
1: yeah so the actual STM, stmr is useless on almost everyone actually pretty much yeah. everyone except for popstar katie who gets a nice buff to her evo mag i just i just realized it
0: says popstar katie only right after <laughs> what i was reading and i was like oh no shit yeah oh that sucks oh well <clears throat> it's not horrible her tmr can be useful if you have any instrument users it's the first uh harp uh materia that i've seen
1: yeah we don't see much of them but we also don't see many harps Uh, in general harps are just crap they're the dragoons of weapons (laughs) yeah pretty much hey man
0: dragoons are getting making a comeback (laughs) yeah actually (laughs) i still think they're a bit clunky but they are they've been getting much needed love and then with the event, uh, a bunch of free stuff that's only really good on Katy, pop star Katy Perry. Yeah. But again, it can be useful in general if you're newer, Is some free equipment's always nice.
1: Yeah, it, it has
0: decent stats uh, if it's
1: Katy. And I mean, the the thing is, um, you can craft... So here, at first I kind of dismissed this Katy Perry unit as doo, and she is because but then i realized i'm a I, i'm looking at it from a perspective of a player that's been playing for 2 years. Yeah. To me there's nothing i can do with this unit. But when i think about it, if i was just starting this game or started maybe a few months ago and i didn't have anything great, actually this would be a godsend cuz when you look at it that way, you get two free 7 stars basically. So i wouldn't even get her STMR. No, i would I just wouldn't 7 bother. star both Katies. So you get four KDS. you can turn two of them into crystals, and then if you max the other two to six star, you can turn them both to seven star. And the nice thing about her is she has Quake Chain on command, and she has a cooldown ability that gives her tornado chains. So she can be a really nice budget chainer, because you get her for free. Her damage output isn't insane, but it's decent, especially if you're newer. And then she also has some nice support with her evokes. It'll make your summon stronger, and she also gets Kuraga for a bit of support. So I mean, yeah, I mean she's not too bad overall. She's a decent all rounder unit to be honest. Not not for players that have been playing for a while, but definitely for newer players or players that are lacking seven star chainers. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was a bit harsh on her when I first saw her, but when I look at like just who this would appeal to, I think actually. This is really, really good. You just get, because I think a few weeks ago, we talked about why pod is good and how you can stick two pods on almost anything and make them chaining partners. Here, you just get two free seven-star chainers.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the nice thing, so uh, these chains, they do chain with, for example, Quake and Tornado, but they're untyped. So it actually is useful in any battle. Yeah. And it's evoke damage. Uh, For the tornado chain aspect, so it's really interesting because it doesn't fall under technically magic damage It's a totally different calculation, which is interesting. It's like summoning an Esper basically.
1: Yeah, and she does have some decent things as well, To She can use the Esper gauge to do some decent damage as well. I mean nothing groundbreaking it's seven times evoke damage But like I said, she's a free unit and if you have nothing better and you're lacking chainers this Just super nice.
0: Yeah, definitely. Enough about Katy Perry, I think. I think we've pretty much covered it. It is decent for newer players, not that great for people who've been playing for years like us. Beyond the seven star Katy Perry we're getting for free, we're also getting a full new batch of seven star awakenings. Well, some people are getting seven star awakenings and
1: some people are getting teased and have to stare out their window and loneliness while other people awaken their seven stars yeah that's you it's
0: funny yeah (laughs) (laughs) i awakened like four things on this one i've been waiting for so long there's some really good things on this one and then some really shit things on this one well let's i want to end on a good note so let's talk about the really shit things right okay so you want to go the the absolute like the dumpster tier the dumpster too i okay. want like not even all the right. dumpster you know that space underneath the dumpster that's even grosser than the dumpster that's what i want to talk about. i got you man i got you
1: so we'll talk about who is one of the coolest characters in one of my favorite final
0: fantasy games lulu this girl is pure shit okay all right that's it okay tell me you have to tell me why why what makes her
1: complete shit i'm being harsh she's actually a good like as a seven star magic user she's gonna out damage any six stars but if you have any other seven star magic user she they'll, they'll pretty much blow lulu out of the water she has only dual cast she has act, no access to triple cast her rotations with flood are really clunky even though flood does get um her water abilities actually all get a nice buff to their multiplier. Like I said, she can only ever dual cast them, and then Flood imperils Lightning. And on top of that, you can't even chain Flood and then cap that chain with one of her like Water Guzz or Water Jar or whatever, her new one, the Rage of the Water. It, it won't cap off the Flood chain like Barbecues does off her Tornado chain. So she's just a really really clunky unit. The, only, the things I like about Lulu, her Limit Burst, she has a special ability that lets her, all allies recover 180 MP, so she's kind of got used there as a mana battery. Uh, she can increase water resistance by 100%, which is super nice, and then I think she also has a cooldown ability that reduces water resistance by 100%. So these are kind of cool things that she does,
0: but... She's less of a mage and more of like a niche support, Yeah, and that's why she's doo-doo.
1: Like the problem is, she just. What really kills me is that they didn't give her a triple cast. Yep. And if they just fudge the flood chains a little bit to make it so she could, or at least, or even the raging water chains, if they if they changed raging water so it casts a bit quicker, so she could cap her own flood chains, I think she would be much much better than what she actually is. But right now, she just doesn't really compare. Or make it so that flood imperils water that would help her but at this point in the game like that's not even as big of a downside because you can always use her cooldown ability to start the fight it's available on turn one but... What I'm
0: getting at is that so like every other chainer is able to imperil and then cap with the same uh, element right so like your tornado chainers can cap with erosia and then it's weird The fl- and then it imperils when like flood's the only one that's really clunky and weird and terrible
1: Yeah, but at this point, they gave her that cooldown ability, so, I mean, it kind of saves that, but it's still, like, the fact that you can't capture. like, here's the thing. Maybe she could find some niche use as a chain capper, not necessarily a chainer, if you can try to stack up her Raging Water. Because it does stack up to pretty high, actually, with her passive... Like 16 uh, times. Yeah, with her passive buff. But, I mean, how high level do you have to get her... Mac, no, no. no. I think at 105, she gets it. She gets a four times modifier buff. So in a in a pinch, she's a decent, I guess, budget capper. That's all I got for Lulu, man. She's. I'm sad. I was. I have two of her, and I was really looking forward to her seven star. I was hoping they would give her a bit more love than they actually did. Maybe I knew they weren't weren't gonna make her as good as barbecue because she's sort of the global exclusive. But I was hoping at least a little bit better. I mean, she's probably like lower than Chantoto. Yeah, I agree with you. She's pretty bad. It's too bad, though. But, like I said, I have two of her. I was going to awaken her, and then I saw these changes, and I just
0: I got sad. Now, let's let's assume that you're, you're privileged and you have four Lulus. All of a sudden, it's amazing that she sucks because you can just be like, easy STMR. Yeah, her STMR is actually pretty good. Her STMR is fantastic. 60% mag, just to anybody. No conditions. It's really good. But that's our only saving grace. Everything else is like meh if you have literally anything else. So who's who's the next one up? So we have our underneath the dumpster tier. Who is next? Uh I'll say Prompto. Alright, let's talk about Prompto, the cameraman, camera boy. I like I like his battle win thing. I like to put him in the center slot at the front the second slot in my party mm-hmm. so that at the end of the battle he pops out and takes a picture of everyone in their victory pose yeah
1: <laughs> i think the struggle with Prompto right now is uh, i just don't like it he all of his stuff is like <laughs> I random don't like as hell it.
0: yeah yeah it's just weird it's just all over the place it's um, just, i see over... it just
1: too hard to use i don't i don't understand like it's hard to justify. It's the same is, as seven star both year. It's like he could be amazing, but then you have, they you have to him roll the draft. dice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing I do like about him is uh, if he has his own TMR equipped, you get uh, snapshot, which is a counter that he can do. He, it's mm-hmm. a fifty five percent chance to inflict stop to all enemies for two turns and inflicts blind and confuse. So he'd be pretty solid
0: in arena. Yeah, he's gonna be really good for arena yeah. for def- from the defending side. Yeah. The one thing, so one thing that would be, would have been amazing for him is selfie shot, one of his seven star analyze abilities. Instead of just giving him MP, if he could give the team MP, it might be a lot more fun, um, or a lot more interesting to use him. It looks like he's going to
1: get some nice buffs in the future that's what the rumor is that will actually make him pretty decent
0: but as he is right now he's just really not worthwhile in my opinion it makes me sad to see that i mean he can chain a little bit if you're missing that but you don't need a seven star for that he's six star enabled there it's just everything else is a little bit meh
1: yeah it's like just what he gets for his seven star upgrade is kind of lackluster yeah, And pretty it doesn't much. Like, give him... Aside from the extra stats, he doesn't get too much
0: more. Pretty yeah. much. So that's Prompto. His STMR, unfortunately to me, is very, very good. 161 attack gun with dual wield passive is nice. But not amazing. Like It's not one of the best STMRs I've seen. It's probably the best gun in the game in terms of physical damage. Yeah, and besides, I think but... when
1: he does get into his enhancements... Mm -hmm. it would be be a super
0: good gun to have on him
1: yeah Mm -hmm. um i also heard because i think most people have seen the spoilers from jp where okay if you have it stop like skip ahead 20 seconds but anyway starting now spoilers lightning will get a cg unit and Mm -hmm. she uses guns so this gun would be super good on her and apparently she becomes one
0: of the best damage dealers if you're still listening uh the spoilers still to come i'm super excited for all of those uh cg units of previous units we've already seen (laughs)
1: yeah
0: it's gonna be so good
1: yeah yeah
0: but But anyway what do you think of prom though i agree with you i think his abilities he's he doesn't change much from his six star self to make it like oh yeah he's amazing right now and then the stuff he does get is just so random and tough to use it's not worth it like his crack oh. shot makes him a good chain capper. Yeah, but that's about it. Like I, there. Again, yeah. there are other chain cappers we'll, that just do We'll definitely do it have there.
1: to revisit him once his enhancements come out.
0: Yeah, he has potential. Now, just right now, it's yeah, kind of strange. Yeah. All right. Second from the bottom was Prompto. Let's stack onto that number three. All right. It's it's a dragoon. RNA. Who saw that? I honestly was initially when I thought. Uh, when I saw the unit list, I thought the dragoons were going to be the worst because that's how they always are. Yeah, <laughs> but let's see. RNA has made it above two. Yeah, see RNA is the here. third
1: from the bottom. <laughs> I like how we turned this into an impromptu tier list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neither of us are prepared. <laughs> no, not at all. But it's <laughs> but fine. it's fine. We're, let's we're roll doing it. Yeah, we're rolling doing with it. it. We'll deal right. with the
0: consequences later. <laughs> We're going to have to air a second episode shortly after that just retracts all of our statements. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we <laughs> said was wrong. This is not an official tier list. This is purely based on our feelings. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, just staring at the units. All right. What do you think of Aranea in that case? You think she's not that great overall? And Right. Uh, so I actually really like Aranea. I think her she has a lot of
1: attack passives in her kit. Her mm-hmm. STMR is freaking godlike. Uh, it's a Buster style that increases attack further, a further 30% when you have a spear equipped. And mm-hmm. I mean, the amazing thing is, if you have Buster style and this STMR, it just saves so many materia slots because you already have 200% true double hand just right there. So it's super good STMR. I mean, Star Spear, everybody knows it. Anybody who doesn't have it hates it because it's taking up their inventory slots with those stupid Moogles. I have like seven Staspear Moogles just waiting. One day I'll roll out nail. one day. (laughs) I have three of her. Yeah. I'm one of the lucky ones. Nice, that's awesome. One more. You could have a pretty disgusting super TMR. I'm hoping, dude. I'm hoping. Um, But yeah, I like her. She has a lot of good uh, jump passives. I think her... Her high dragoon dive mm-hmm. is one of those uh, abilities that has a you can time the jump when it comes down. Yes. So it's super good. The only thing the reason I rate her so low is just because she has no elements innately, and to mm-hmm. be to have her damage output be so high, yep. she needs her own TMR, which is also untyped. So if she has a supporting unit that can imbue her with elements. I think she could become super, super good. But yeah, right now what that. holds her back is just in her own kit, and this is how I have to judge these units because any unit, if you set up a team around them, is going to excel, obviously. But when I'm looking at her as as just the unit, this to me is her biggest drawback. Just the fact that she's locked into non-elemental.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's, it makes it tough because you really want someone who can at least switch up the elements kind of like heo you can change his uh sword and he becomes better for different situations untyped is sometimes good though it has its niche uses for sure
1: um but for for the most part chain elemental stuff is better than non-elemental because you get to take advantage of imperils so your damage output's going to be a bit higher uh but like i said uh <laughs> She's not terrible. I think she has
0: great passives. She has she can reach really high attack and just a pretty good kit. So one thing I really like about her because her entire kit is about jumping. Like she has very little else in terms of DPS. It's all about the jumps. And she has with her TMR equipped, of course, 250% and at max level 250% increased jump damage, which is pretty sick considering her
1: best jump is 7.5 times Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a pretty good multiplier
0: on there. Yeah, exactly. And for the second time ever, I don't know, I'm making that up, but finally Dragoons are coming out with abilities where you can time
1: You can actually damage. use their
0: jumps to cap change, yeah. Exactly, and that's what changes everything.
1: Yeah, because in some of the earlier iterations of Dragoons, you couldn't do that, which really hurt them. Because even oh, though yeah, they had terrible. great numbers, it's just there's not much you could do if you couldn't cap the cap chains with them
0: yep pretty much so in a nutshell that is aranea if you can get her stmr 100% go for that it's so amazing agreed so on the number four spot of the impromptu meaningless tier list of this seven star (laughs) patch this one's tough what do we got so this one i don't
1: know to choose who it should be Bosch or Duke, you can decide who are you you going to give
0: the honorary fourth from the bottom spot to. Literally because we just talked about a Dragoon, let's put them together in one tiny little spot and talk about Duke. Alright. So Duke. I actually really,
1: really like Duke's 7-star enhancement. It solved a lot of his problems. Mm -hmm. Um, His super trust master is a super good spear, and it has Dragon Killer Plus attached to it. I absolutely love it. Duke is probably the best Dragoon chain capper in the game after his 7-star awakening. And then he blows everybody else out of the water if you're fighting a dragon. If you're fighting a dragon, he will just crap on that thing. His dragon damage is disgusting. Yeah. So the reason I really, really like Duke's 7-star is... One, he gets a jump that you can time when it comes down. Mm -hmm. He also gets an ability that can increase ice resistance to your team. And he also has a cooldown ability that's available on turn five that decreases ice resistance to all enemies by a 100% and also decreases their defense by 70%. So that's pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. And then like we said, he's got a, he's got a lot of nice attack passives in his kit and then he's also got some great damage against dragons like if you are fighting a dragon, he he I think he can get 2 or 300% dragon killer. I think 200% dragon killer with his TMR.
0: Yeah, if he's maxed out level 120 with his TMR, I'm pretty sure he gets 200. Because You uh, have 50% if you have a
1: spear, 50% to give him like a sword or greatsword. That's already 100. Mm-hmm. And then he just gets passively 100% from one of his passive abilities. So, yeah. You most just get... of his active abilities give him the extra 200, so you're chilling easily. Yeah. He can easily get up to 300% if you give him like Odin and uh, Dragon Killer materia. Oh, yeah. Easily. Absolutely. And then he easily. gets 200% on top of that in the battle for most abilities so <laughs> the dude's just oh <laughs> it's a monster it's really good. yeah yeah so good i'm so glad that he actually got some love for his seven star if he if he was like he was a crappy six star for so long that he just deserves this i'm so happy for my boy duke i only got one use, you so i can't make it use of this but you know I, you got to
0: root for the underdog sometimes so i I've, I've been rooting for dragoons forever and since they've A little bit listen to the, I'm assuming, to the community about it. It's like being able to chain cap these jumps is disgustingly good.
1: What I love is that with this update, I think Duke joins Roberta in the tier of like Roberta, if you're fighting against a human, is just so good. Mm -hmm. And the same with Duke. If you're fighting against, he's like the Roberta of dragons. Yeah. If you're fighting a dragon, he's just, he's going to be so good for you. They finally have a place in the
0: world these dragoons yeah
1: and i mean even if you're not fighting a dragon he'll still do good
0: damage but he really really just decimates dragons yep so that's duke and you had mentioned who did you mention bosch or who was it yeah it was bosch all right so bosch was in and around that duke level on this on this bear uh it's convenient because i think out of the eight units that were released bosch and duke will
1: be right in the middle in my opinion Mm -hmm. So, Bosch, he's gonna be like Bosch still. He's basically Bosch with just tankier stats.
0: Yeah, literally the only reason. So, this was the. I awakened my Bosch as soon as the batch was released. And literally the only reason was I need a magic cover tank. And putting him to seven star finally increases his stats to a decent level for the current meta. So, here's
1: what I'm gonna say that I really like about Bosch. Um, one he's not he's not a good like the as a magic tank he loses to awakened rain as a physical tank he'll lose to people like Sieghard and Wilhelm Mustache yeah wilhelm i've just given them nicknames in my own head so sometimes it's Mustache. hard to think yeah, it's Mustache. Hard to think of their actual names goku <laughs> yeah anyways um, but what i love about him is he gets uh, an ability at 7 star that which lets him use his Breaks twice in one turn, so his 50% Breaks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And these Breaks last for five turns, so you can apply them and then forget about them for a while, which is really nice. And now you can dual-cast them, so you can break Attack, Mag, Defense, Spirit, whatever, in one turn. You don't have to waste one turn breaking one thing. And Finally. the rumor on the street is that these Breaks are going to get uh, stronger in his enhancements, so he's going to get even better down the road.
0: Yeah, so if you have a 7-star Bosh, basically... In the near, hopefully near, or distant future, when he does get awakenings, he's going to be very, very good as a tank who can also break for you.
1: Yeah, he's going to have some insane uh, slot efficiency, and then he also gets auto revive for himself, available at the cost of 15 burst stones. That's it. And you don't even want to use his limit burst anyways. Exactly. His limit burst is... I, I joke about it because it's so trash. I mean, they give it some nice modifiers as a 7-star. It does a max level 19 times, which is decent. But you're never going to build him for attack anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it's troll. So this is really, really nice. You can auto-revive yourself for 3 turns and increase the limit gauge of all your allies at the same time. It's like, oh my god. Vosh yeah, really is just... Good. He becomes so useful. He's such a helpful tank. He'll cover either magic, he's so versatile, I love it. Cover magic, he'll cover physical, and then he'll also debuff if you need him to. He can heal a little bit, he can buff, he can re-raise himself so your healer doesn't have to waste a turn re-raising him. She can re-raise other people just in case, or do whatever else healers need to do. And then he also has a cooldown ability available on turn 1 that'll break... One full person, break. yeah, it's a full break, sixty-five percent. So overall,
0: Bosch gets uh, my seal of approval. Really, really good unit. Yeah, if you're missing the current premier magic or physical cover tanks, Bosch can definitely fill in, and he gets a lot of supporty stuff too.
1: Yeah. One I thing love
0: him. I really don't like about the seven star, and I wish they maybe gave him a little bit of, was that ninety percent one turn uh, mitigation
1: i think it might have made him too good though then because he already has so much in his kit to help the team yeah because like he he needed something different from some of the other tanks
0: i guess it gives you a meaningful choice that's fair i do like meaningful choices
1: because otherwise there would be no reason to like take one of why would you take any of the other tanks if you could just that's
0: true you uh, just take one Bosch.
1: yeah it would just make him too good It's sort of like with Ayaka's 7 stars; She didn't really get too much, but that's because she was already so damn good as a 6-star. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what
0: else could you give her without breaking the game? Pretty much. All right. So enough about uh, our friend Bosh there. He's really good, really supporty, much better stats. Awesome if you have him. him Yeah, he's going to be much tankier with his 7-star base stats. And then the unquestionable loyalty STMR pretty awesome for tanks if you ask me
1: yeah it basically gives a bosh uh counter passive to any other tank not to mention the really good stat comes with some i
0: think what hp 50 percent
1: yeah hp 50
0: percent and then spirit by 30
1: percent yeah which is oh pretty my good God. that alone is really good and then you get a yeah, nice 50. little
0: bonus just when you think about any tank buffing 5000 hp by f- you're giving a free 2500 health yeah i know it's so it's good crazy yeah I love it. Really, really Such,
1: good. That STMR is
0: godlike. <laughs> if you have four bosses, please. Yeah, go for that STMR, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We made so it through the tank. Who is next? Third from the bottom, I'm gonna put Kunshira. Really? Yeah, I love her. I'm really surprised by this, actually. The third, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm surprised that she's third from the bottom. I'm surprised that she's not higher, but let's talk about it. So the only reason she's not higher is
1: because the other two are so damn good. <laughs> Okay, um, I love Kushira. Uh, this is the one unit I might actually seven star because I do have two of her. Uh, she's just so damn good. She has access to so many different elements and so many imperils. And then as a, as her seven star form, she gets <laughs> she she gets a cooldown ability that increases fire, lightning, water, wind, and light resistance by hundred percent to all allies for three turns. And then she can also decrease defense and spirit to all enemies and imperil fire, lightning, water, wind, and light by 70%. So she's just yeah. the ultimate hybrid support green mage thing. I know. It's so good. The what, re- what hurts her a little bit, and the reason I didn't rate her higher, is because her modifiers on her damage abilities are a little bit low for a hybrid unit, but... If you're fighting against one of the things that she's strong against, so beasts, humans, or fairies, she can actually compete. So she her rating goes up a lot higher if she's fighting the right enemies. But in general, if you're fighting in just a random enemy, other hybrid damage dealers will do more damage. But that makes sense to me, because she gets so much supporty aspects to her
0: kit, it wouldn't be really fair if she was also the best DPS. Yes. One thing that I do want to mention is if you do have any anyone who can chain with Oriole Ray, which is like Nalfacey, which is one of the, one of the better units, Aurora Fryavia, now Kinshira, some of the better ones, even Lo- your Lauren, your favorite, yeah, uh, general. This group. ability
1: actually will chain amazingly with Lauren because it's the yeah. same two elements, so you are gonna yeah. rack up the the chain bonus really quick. And it's one of those easier like Oriole Ray is not difficult to chain. It's one of the no. easier chaining yeah. families. You just push the two buttons relatively close to each other and you're gonna see that chain go up to
0: 60 pretty much it's not hard it's it's good so I mean, she's fantastic yeah. as a in my opinion as a uh chain creator with Oriol ray huge support potential yeah and I then like fa- like you said fantastic against beast humans fairies she's really really good
1: yeah great at imperils great at supporting your team from the elements uh, protecting them from the elements And then she'll also do a little damage for you and build some chains to boots. Which is why, like I said, if she had higher modifiers, I'd probably rate her number one. Just the fact that she kind of doesn't do the best damage puts her a little bit lower. That's Fair enough. Um, She doesn't have enhancements yet, so when those come through, she'll probably get up there if they enhance any of her damaging abilities. Because that's the only thing holding
0: her back right now. Fair. Very fair. Now... The reason I was wondering about Kinshira's placement is, so she's one of the highest DPS units on this current batch. Like she, in our opinion, ranked at the top of the DPS pretty much. Now you've left Yuna and Lotus Mage Fina up to this point. Who's your number two? Oh, this one's so hard for me. I love both of
1: them. So I think I'm gonna just have to say that Yuna would have to be number two. I think Lotus Mage Fina
0: is just so damn good that it's hard to beat it. All right, let's talk about Yuna. Why do you think Yuna is the second best unit to have at seven star on this batch? So, when Yuna's six star came out, I was really disappointed because she just
1: lacked so many things. Like, she was a damage dealing evoker that tried to heal but sucked at it. Mm -hmm. And now she's just an amazing healer that also helps your damage output a little bit or helps your. Summoning bar as a side kind of thing. Like her seven star gave her dual cast, which she was lacking big time. It gave her curaja. It gave her dispelga. It like just everything she was missing. She got. And then her limit burst is already was already amazing. It still is. You still get a super nice hundred percent defense spirit buff. You get heals.
0: You get your revives all allies stuff like that. Plus, if it's uh, with her TMR, you also get Refresh, which is really key in recent meta.
1: And then she also gets cooldown abilities. She can give your team a 3000 HP barrier, which isn't amazing, but it's nice to have. And then she has kind of like a Kuraja-esque ability called Heart of the Faith, which increases the Esper gauge or Evocation gauge while also healing your team. So she's just super good. But what I think, for me, what puts her at number two she has dual cast and she has Barthandaga, Bar Waterga, Bar Firaga, Bar Blazaga. So as a healer, she can cast Kuraja and then protect you from the elements in the same turn. So you no longer have to choose, like usually healers don't come innately with green magic, right? You have to either put an Esper on them. And even though and even then some healers, like Ayaka, for example, it's dual white magic. It's not dual cast. So you can't even dual cast it anyway. But with Yuna, you don't have to choose anymore. You can heal and you can buff your elements in the same turn. And I just think that's
0: so versatile and so good. One thing I really like about Yuna, if you have her TMR equipped, is you get Full Moon Saint, which will increase your evocation gauge by 1 to 2. So basically about twenty percent ten to 20% of your evocation yeah. gauge every turn. And in those lengthier battles, especially ones where, um, or even in the shorter battles, I mean, think about it this way. You can quickly get your evocation gauge up without having to, for example, take a Final Fantasy Type O unit. Yeah. On top of the fact that now she's also a crazy good healer, great green mage, great support overall with barriers, healing, damage, like everything.
1: Yeah, and she can even help you clear those in the Ling. Summon Esper missions because she's got some good passive evoke damage in her
0: in her kit as well Yep, definitely. So I'm surpri- I'm actually really surprised you put two healers pretty much at the top of the list, but What do you think of Yuna's STMR?
1: I think it's really good. The elemental resistances are always nice It's got great spirit on it and a bit of mag and then you also get 20% Evo mag Which she's gonna love and I mean even if it's not for her you can put it on any other summoner that does maybe more summon damage
0: would help them to just i think it's solid i love the the elemental resistances on clothes because sometimes there you have those trials where you need your uh, healers or some of the other off units to be tanky against certain elements because you can't cover them and this will be really yeah. handy in those situations yeah for sure i think just overall her I think maybe I
1: may be overrating her a little bit, but I'm so excited by the fact that her seven star just made her so good. And I mean I I personally think that she deserves her spot of this impromptu totally <laughs> made up on the totally spot up. ranking,
0: but I, in my opinion she's just she's good. Not thought about at all, literally yeah. made it <laughs> we up didn't as We didn't even plan to do it, but we so just kinda of fell into me, it. <laughs> for me, I think she ranks right around where Bosch is, to be honest with you, but I respect that you're putting her at number two. I think she's just above that Bosch level underneath Kunshira. That's uh, fair. She's, she's very, very good. I just yeah. think Kunshira's awakenings I, make, are better. I think
1: her and Kunshira are probably around the same level, give or take. Depends on what
0: you need. Now, I'm very happy that you've left this unit to the end because it's one of my favorite units. And one that I awakened instantly, I can't wait to start using as my healer again. So
1: since it's your favorite unit, I'm going to let you talk about this one. It's Lotus Mage Fina. It's my girl. The okay. legend. So now the- coming with seven star sexy poses.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, now with 7-star lewdness at her disposal. The only
1: disappointing part of her 7-star awakening is they didn't upgrade her limit burst animation to be more
0: sexy. Yeah, they should have. They should have. Liked the that. only skill that she needs to work <laughs> on is she doesn't work on it. I know. She thinks she's good, but she's... Anyways, getting too far down that road. So some things that I absolutely love about her is that she's getting an auto-revive that's available on command so like an aoe re-raise that's available on command yes it's on a four turn cooldown but let me tell you if you have this plus her limit burst ready to go isn't it on an the eight back turn forth. cooldown sorry i looked at the wrong one eight yeah. turn cooldown but, <laughs> it's a long ass cooldown but it lasts for three turns and then if you use her limit burst after the third turn for whatever reason you haven't needed to use those re-raises by now you get another set of re-raises and like you can just make so much more use out of this mm-hmm. plus i've been in trials before where i can't use limit bursts but i need the auto revive the re and this would be amazing like this would have made it a million times easier mm-hmm. and then i mean her stats are going up so that means that she's becoming just generally better kind of like ayaka did when she got her seven star lotus mage fina is just becoming better at what she already does yeah that's about it like honestly she just became a lot better at what she already does
1: yeah she gets some she gets a bit more tankier she gets 20 percent mag and spirit on top of what she already had Mm -hmm. um one cool thing you can build her to have dark resistance or light resistance depending on what you equip her with Mm -hmm. kind of interesting like you can i don't think actually no we do have a one-handed bow we have a tinkerer carries thing yeah whatever it's called Mm-hmm. So you could technically give her either 40% light resistance or 40% dark resistance passively if you mm-hmm. need it. So a little bit of versatility there. Um, you obviously yeah, lose out on her Trustmaster passive, but you would only use that ever in a pinch really. Well, only if really only if you needed uh, <laughs> dark resistance because she gets light resistance from her
0: TMR passive. Exactly. Um, but... Overall, so the one thing I like that they're doing with the healers and a lot of the most recent seven stars, and I mentioned this on Twitter, is that now you really have a meaningful choice on which healer are you going to take with you? Do you want that healer that's an evoker? Do you want that healer that's focused on re-raising your party for the most part in mana battery? Or do you want a healer who's protecting you from time and giving you lots of overheal? Protecting you from time? Yeah, stop. Yeah, it's no. protecting
1: you from stuff. <laughs> she she will literally stop you from being hurt by time. Yeah, it's amazing. No, nah, she's good. <laughs> no, it's nice. And you know what? The saddest thing. I was actually just thinking about this. Like, Lotus Mage Fina got so little in her seven star enhancement, yet she's still the best unit in my opinion on the on the board right now. Yeah, of, of this batch, which is a testament to how damn good she
0: was as a six star. She was hands down at six star the best healer unless you needed stop resistance where Ayaka came in.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, we still we kind of had a meaningful choice between the two because yeah, it's like you said they they excelled at different areas depending Mm -hmm. on what you needed. But she was definitely up there. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. The other the other thing that oftentimes is overlooked about bringing Fina over, uh, what's her name? Ayaka is the divine veil. So I mean. Yes, it's a nice attack defense buff, but you're getting that 45% all elemental resistance, and that can be pretty clutch. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's Lotus Mage Fina. Not a whole lot new on her 7-star, just becoming much better at what she already did. Now, what do you think of her uh, STMR? Well, that's good. I don't know what else to say. It's <laughs> it's just good. No, it is It is pretty much uh, really good. 12% mana per turn, plus giving her two and a half LB per turn, helping her gain her own LB up there. Pretty fantastic, and not even just for her. I mean, you can give this to anybody, right? I mean, anybody who wants more mana on the regular and has a good LB, you can put it on them and they're gonna love you for it. So
1: the super nice thing about this is the passive, the Brave Lotus, the Brave White Lotus, it gives 100% buff to attack, defense, mag, and spirit to the caster, so basically it auto-casts at the start of battle. And I'm pretty sure what this means is it's just always on, so it can't be dispelled, it can't be... uh, It can be overwritten by a stronger buff, but it can't be taken off. Now that might be wrong, but I think that's how it works, because I think that's how Heos works. He gets like a 100% attack buff,
0: and it's just always on. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, so it's overwritten temporarily by yeah. stronger buffs, but... Once those go away, you get your regular buff back. So, yeah, yeah,
1: you're always going to have a baseline of 100% buff.
0: Yep. Which is and, awesome. And a regen of a decent amount, about 3,000 health per turn. Yeah. it's No, it's really, really fantastic. Like, it's really, really good. So that's about it for uh, the 7-star batch this week. A lot of, honestly, a lot of really good units getting awakened and coming to prominence for me personally, a lot of like I didn't have the previous iterations that maybe do it a little bit better or a little bit different, but on this batch, I was able to awaken a lot of units. So I'm sure there are a lot of others out there that are in the same boat as me and are excited to finally see these slots they've been saving go to use. Yeah, I'm just, I'm personally waiting for clouds. I'm so
1: ready for that.
0: It's Dude, not have like gonna seven funny. clouds. <laughs> yeah. I have so <laughs> no. many clouds. Oh, you're going to like, you're going to get cloud to seven star and then you're going to get his STMR and then you're going to get a second cloud. (laughs) I'll have two cloud STMRs. (laughs) (laughs) All I get is clouds. I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah. I can't wait for that day. Oh yeah. It's so good. But that's about it for this week. Um, Any final remarks, Mini?
1: Well, I'm just wondering who I would say, I want to say what is probably the highlight? What was the highlight of your week or about
0: the announcements or what what would you think for you was the best part of it i am super excited for just the sheer amount of lapis tickets etc that they're giving away to everybody for the attendance and the participation of the community at the ffbe fan festa i love that there's so much going out to not only those who attended but also to those who are unable to attend so it's really nice to see them kind of really caring for the community and just giving us a whole lot of free stuff how about you
1: that's a tough question for me
0: i finished the story this week oh nice can we talk about that i forgot i didn't realize you finished let's talk about that <laughs> all right huge, if you want to huge spoiler alert for anyone who's not yeah, just turn the it story. off at this point because we're done yeah, with just, this week's content and and if podcast, you haven't finished you, the story yeah just. if you haven't if you haven't finished the story we'll catch you guys in the next episode yeah, yeah. so what peace. we're gonna do actually yeah we're
1: gonna we're gonna play the music <laughs> at this point <laughs> and then we'll continue talking about the story after that just because i it's really fun i it's a really good story and i really don't want you guys to be spoiled i don't want to ruin it for you so yeah thanks for uh, a great week and we'll catch you next time
0: yeah peace All right, let's talk about the story. What do you think?
1: So pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know if I texted you, but I probably did. That Axter ended up being the beta, the beta male. Yeah, he's the beta. You know what's sad? The 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 beta thing in our culture is so prevalent that he's like the beta star, which is really fucking strong,
0: but just makes him seem like such a such a pussy. <laughs> But it's so funny too because he's the beta star, but like the complete opposite of that. He's such like a man, manly man. No, he is. He's. I love Axter. He's awesome. And yeah. it's you know what I love about him as a
1: character. He does his own thing. So he he's obviously working for the emperor, and he's he's fighting for the emperor. But on a whim, he decided to, or seemingly on a whim, he he seems to indicate he had his own reasons. He helped Laswell grow. And the team probably would have been wiped out by the Omicron star at the jail if,
0: uh, if you didn't step Axtar in. didn't show up, yeah. Yeah, so like why did he bother saving these people? Yeah, I'm really excited to find out. I can't wait for the next installment. What did you think of the fight between Axstar and uh, Lastwell? I actually I actually laughed. Like, It was such a cheesy way for Lastwell to end it. <laughs>
1: I'm going to combine all the mirrors. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Laszlo, you're such an idiot. <laughs> yeah. It was it's so even weird. worse it was than so it works. Well. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just impromptu, I'm going to pull this out of my ass. That's probably my least favorite part of the story.
0: Um, I like, so the one thing I did enjoy is how long they let the battle. Like, I thought it was going to be a one uh, node thing, but they let it go over three or four to kind of show the length and develop yeah, it a little that further. They were really fighting nice. hard. Yeah. But I think it was a cop out win. I,
1: yeah, I don't like that they pulled Las, like a power-up out of Laswell's ass for no reason. I would have preferred... Because Laswell's character is all about... He has to work hard for what he has, and he has to train. So either that he prepared for this in some way, if they kind of... Maybe they will show us how he prepared for it, and then he got the power-up, or that it would have been nice if Axter just kind of let him win, but not obviously, like that he pushed him to the limit and then made it seem like he won, but just barely, because he has his own plan in mind. I would have preferred either of those to him pulling a new move out of his ass randomly and just <laughs> ending the fight. Everything else about the fight, I loved. Just I think we talked about it before, but endings are fucking hard. And I yeah, think the way they ended the fight was just stupid. But everything else was great.
0: It was. So the one thing I will say is that there's if they do show a thing of Laswell um training and developing this ability it's a total cop-out because i'm pretty sure during the fight he says i don't know what to do and he's like oh let me try something and then he does that so i think it was like on a whim
1: during battle yeah but whatever but whatever i mean at this point it is what it is Uh, they've done stupider things This, this doesn't ruin the story for me it's just a small uh stain on an otherwise wonderful tapestry exactly I, I love the supporting characters too but anyway go say what you wanted first before I how do you feel about Jake and his situation uh, and Lid? And I think that was uh, cute and I liked it. everything except when Lid was like I love you so much it hurts like that's such a cliche line that people are just writers every, just stop just you know reading that line makes me
0: want to throw up so much it hurts like So I wish, literally, I wish they just said it differently where she said that, but instead of saying that it hurts, it just literally elaborating and saying, I love you so much, which makes this hurt so much. You know what I mean? Like she reveals her feelings. It's not even that.
1: Like we already know that she's hurt, right? Like she's like broken up by the fact that he can't see or hear. He's like in some kind of like sensory deprivation cell where he can only feel things it's pretty sad like we all hurt too but just that one line is so cliche like that's something a teenager would write you know yeah. it's like a twilight fanfic just dropped into ffbe yeah well, and, and that's it just it's just stupid um, jake is a is a lolly lover
0: <laughs> hey <laughs> so my boy came, yeah, he's going right out of a teenager's mouth <laughs> yeah man
1: Hey, when I'm that old, so, if I can still get the, the youngins, then I'm doing all right.
0: I don't actually know how old Lid is. I just know Jake looks way older than she is. One thing that I hope they end up doing is some sort of a sacrifice to save Jake's senses. Um, But I don't think they're going to pull that trigger.
1: It seems that's the way they want what they want us to think because, uh, what do you call it? Kunshira ends up saying that, asking uh, Lid if she's ready to risk her life or if she would be ready to give up her life, which may be what is required. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be some big trade-off, and I don't hope that she dies or that really any of our main cast dies. But I do hope there's some significant like change in them. Do you know what I mean? Like This yes. is a good opportunity for growth. So it'd be nice to see that rather than... Like, I just hope they elevate it a little bit because... I agree. On Lid, I could go two ways. One, season two Lid, I think, was the weakest character for me. She really had no personality outside of being like a Jake fangirl. And I really kind of miss season one Lid who was all about the money because at least then she had her own personality. And I'm really hoping that uh, they kind of injected maybe not necessarily the I love money, but they give Lid something that's uniquely hers and not just her like I don't want her whole character to
0: be like I love this guy and that's that's what I am. That's you my heard final fantasy 12 how uh, Vaughn and Pinello were out on the journey and like Vaughn had some sort of a reason to be there somewhat but Penelo was literally there because she liked Vaughn.
1: Let's be honest. like <laughs> Pinello had, had a better reason than Vaughn because at least she was following the guy she liked, but Vaughn had literally no reason to be there.
0: No, but he you know what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I do. I do. Yeah, it's kind of like that, and I hope that's not what it devolves to because like you said, I do hope that all the characters, all the main characters at least, get their own place in so, the story. What I'm hoping
1: happens actually is um, season 1 was all about Rain and season 2 I'm 99% sure was all about Laswell. I really want our third main character Fina to have a season 3. Like I want her to be the focus of season 3 and I really want them to develop her more than just like I'm going to try hard and impress Rain kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Cuz Fina is actually one of my favorite characters. Like Laswell is my favorite just cuz I kind of resonate with that like work hard archetype. I just I like it. I like the underdog. I like that he was never as talented or as good as other people, but through sheer hard work he became good. That to me I I love that story. But I also love Fina. Like from the beginning she was so mysterious and then and even there's... dark Fina, she has this past that everyone's alluding to in the story. Like she clearly has some debt she tried to repay to the mother of Hess. And I would love for them to go into that and to show us a little bit more about Dark Fina and why Light Fina was sort of her
0: ideal, her what she wanted to be, what she wished she could be. Also, with Fina and the past there, we don't even know where she came from. Even in the snippets of the past that we've been able to see, we don't know who she is, why she's even there, like where does she find a place? With Aldor, or even with the mother of Hess in uh, uh, Hess. Like, I gotta give a shout out to the FFBE writer
1: team though, because like I've been a little bit critical of some parts of it, I know. But one thing I love about season two is how they're not scared to tackle some of the darker parts of the story. Like I'm not—we've had plenty of side characters die, and and sometimes die in heartbreaking Speaking ways, like Regina and Croa. Uh, yes. That mm-hmm. was man that hits you in the feels that's like right up there with hell yeah i wanted to cry i was like no it was so good yeah it was just so perfect every everything about it was just i'm so glad they they went through with it because it just made their death so meaningful and so just beautiful in a way right the way the the crystals lit up heartbreaking still in
0: this moment
1: I know it's just so yeah I, like I've been a little bit critical but I got to give him a shout out because it overall it's been a pretty solid
0: story I I look forward to the next installment every time okay the amount of hype we're talking about this portion of the story with just shows that this is really really good right now
1: yeah I'm enjoying it my I don't know I can't wait I I want to know what's going on with rain he seems to have his own plot and motivation I was really excited to see Soul kind of being an investigator and finding out what happened to Rain, because he noticed a change in him. Soul has become Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Because I'm actually very curious because something changed Rain, and I'm really curious to see what it was.
0: Same, like everyone's every character has so much potential for growth, revelation tons of great story that can be written about it and i'm really looking forward to it but that's why i'm hoping
1: that jake and lid kind of take a different direction i don't mind there to be like romance i like their romance it's nice it's wholesome but i just don't want that to be everything they are because i just i like them so much as as characters that it would just suck to to have them kind of stripped down to just that
0: i agree definitely agree but this episode is going on quite long. Yeah, I hope but this is, this is the episode it. after
1: the episode. That's true. They, they stopped I, listening 20 minutes ago, my friend. We played the music. You talking. <laughs> we, we
0: played the music. <laughs> the music was gone. <laughs> it's Nobody's go. listening. <laughs> yeah. It's over. No, all right, it's been but cared. you're I'm, right.
1: We probably should end it because there's probably people still listening, and they're probably thinking, damn, <laughs> when is guys, this going to be over? I yeah. got to go
0: to work, guys. Hurry it up. No. No. Um, I really wanted to talk about the story because it's come to such a great climax and I'm glad we got to kind of talk about that a little bit now. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's all I got really. All right. Yeah. Same here. It was good. For those of you that stuck around for the story discussion, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate yeah. it.
1: And also I just want to say to any of our listeners that are newer players, don't be afraid to hit us up and ask us for help or even ask us to like add you as friends. I'd be happy to. And Like We have, you know, if you're struggling with any trials or any content that you need help clearing, we'll be happy to either help you by explaining the mechanics or by sharing a unit that you need.
0: So feel free to hit us up. 100%. We might sound like snobs on the podcast, but I swear we're friendly. (laughs) Yeah, most most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week when Minnie's like, yo, with a non-typed weapon what's <laughs> you know what <laughs> ironic you know what's funny I laughed
1: at myself because this week I put in a hero with an untyped weapon because the uh, the item world has so many bosses that are immune to, to elements oh god yeah I've literally oh. become what I hate yes sometimes <laughs> you gotta do that
0: yeah. anyways thanks everyone for listening we really appreciate you all and we will catch you in the next episode peace
1: alright see you later guys